You're listening to Seen the Sequel, a movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we're talking about the 1999 film Notting Hill, directed by Roger Michel, starring Hugh Grant, Julie Roberts, and Reese Ifans. And, as ever, in front of me, three men whose mothers definitely have trouble remembering their name. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Okay, one of Britain's best love Sunday afternoon rom-coms. Who wants to kick it off? What are your thoughts after watching recently? Um, yeah, I'll kick it off. Uh, yeah, I thought it was um, was uh, really good. I mean, I, I'd only seen Notting Hill once before this, probably pretty close to when once. it came out. You've seen it once before? Yeah, I've seen it twice no, in total. Many Sundays? <laughs> many Sundays, yeah. I've seen it every other Sunday for the last 20 years. I live, I live, a, I live a Sunday-less life. Um, but no, yeah, no, I, I think it's... Um, it's really good. It's kind of, you know, I've only seen it um, a couple of times, but it is, when it's, it is like the quintessential um, rom-com for me. And I don't just mean like British rom-com. I just mean rom-com oh, in yeah, general. You haven't, you haven't seen Four Weddings, have you? I've not seen Four Weddings. Oh, no. my God. Yeah. Um, no, I've not seen Four Weddings. I hear people say like, oh, you know, Notting Hill could only exist or you can only like Notting Hill if you've seen Four Weddings. But I mean, I like Notting Hill and I've not seen Four Weddings. There's some truth to that, though. I mean, it's certainly in the Richard Curtis mould of um, British rom-com and it's it's a very British film. For me, I think it's not my favourite rom-com in the world, but I think it's the perfect storm rom-com, if that makes sense, when everything peaked. So particularly like Working Title found their brand, which was kind of Hugh Grant related. So like you had Four Weddings, which kind of feels like an indie, even though it's not quite. And then you had Notting Hill, and then you had Love Actually, when they sort of went kind of meta on it almost. Um, there's a few of the rom-coms I prefer, but I think this is, this is the one where it everything just sort of, it's perfect. It became perfect. Yeah. yeah, it is perfect. And I think I think um, uh, Love Actually is where they went too far. Exactly. Too far. Uh, and turned it into like, almost a parody on itself. And it's just a bit... It's just uh, a yeah, bit critically much. it's too far. I mean, it's obviously got a massive fan base, but I agree with you. It's like definitely an inferior film by the time you get yeah, there. Yeah, I think one of the things I like about Notting Hill, and I, I don't know the other um, kind of Curtis films as much as you guys do, but... I think um, it's got that perfect blend of like that Britishness, um, you know, um, categorised by Hugh Grant's kind of awkward behaviour, awkward uh, kind of but charming um, British personality. And then it's got the very kind of hard, confident American sensibility embodied by Julie Roberts' character as well. So it's like a blending of the two kind of worlds, really. I also think just as a, on, on a base on a very basic level, as a straight man going in to watch Notting Hill, they nailed the concept, which is which most blokes can get their head around, which is what if this really famous superstar American actress liked you? Yeah, it's like the dream. So they just won over to so many of those plus ones that were like, oh, actually, I could watch that. Julia Roberts. It's perfect, isn't it? Like, no matter that, it's like the the fantasy of Julia Roberts liking you and also the fantasy of Tom Cruise coming to dinner. You know, like, just, you know, it's. Yeah, so so many plus ones watching a film with their girlfriend thinking, yeah. Maybe an American film star would have seen me. <laughs> no, no, finally, I went up to sit next to you. 
horse and, it's every horse and hound reader going, yeah, yes. <laughs> good, good impression of a horse and house reader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually on the horse. Yeah. Uh, Curry, uh, James, what do you think? It's annoyingly perfect, and I say annoyingly because a lot. It's it's one. It's brand Britain. You know, it really. It's it's an export film. I think made primarily for the American market to sort of say, "Hey, look, here's Britain. Here's a little part of London." And look, you've got one of your guys over here, and he falls in love. And oh, there's a guy here. He's a little bit quirky, spiky. You've got the stiff upper lip guy. You've got the repressed guy who owns a bookshop. A bookshop of all yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, it, but uh, and but it's so perfectly. Delivered. It is, and that's the thing. That's why it irritates me because I do love it. And if I sat down and watched it, it would make me yeah. feel great. And that's what it's designed to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And that element of the the perfect um, English British sensibility. Because I don't know. I'm not getting. A, I'm not sure 100 percent of the dates, but it it does quite closely coincide with like Tony Blair's cool Britannia kind of era, doesn't it? Like well, it, it's almost like the perfect almost. Um, propaganda and that's not the right word but you know it's a perfect kind of showpiece for the new government's kind of we are now in a different era of Britishness and that's well said as well right Blair was in what 97 this was made in 99 millennials come in you know I think that's a good point yeah. it could only be made in the 90s yeah, as well yeah yeah exactly it was perfectly pitched for the time and for the people yeah I agreed so we're taking one of Britain's best loved films and the studios advise me <laughs> that they're going to go for a sequel. Now, it's risky, but they think the timing is right. They think we need in this environment a good British rom-com. We need to pull the nation together. We need a good export film. This is brand Britain post-Brexit. Here we are. It's everything Britain stands for. We need a good pitch here, guys. Well, I think firstly, Al, Joe, me, John, Curry, we're the best people to take this on. <laughs> we'll save the divided, we'll save the divided <laughs> British Isles. Studio said that they're, they're actually going out to a lot of other people as well, but they, they thought they would offer it to us first. So they're all ears, guys. They're on the phone. Anyone want to go for it? Yeah. Joe, how you go? Yeah, I'll go for it. I think uh, so. Sequel opens on an in-world movie depiction, so a Hollywood movie version. Right, is in full screen. You're in. You're watching. You're in a film. Watching a film on screen. You're in that world, and it is a recreation, a Hollywood uh, recreation of the end of the first movie. Notting Hill, where he stands up and says, I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl and wins her over. It's the Hollywood version of that true story. Do we get like a uh, a cameo of the actor who's playing him? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. you get a cameo, yeah, you know, yeah. you get, you, yeah, you've prob- probably got an incredibly good looking American person doing a British accent playing Hugh Grant, uh, an incredibly good looking young female actress uh, hamming it up playing Julia Roberts. As movie as you could possibly believe. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, so you pull out and they're at the, they're actually Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts are there at the premiere, the world premiere of the movie version of Notting Hill. Boom! I like it. Yeah, it's a good because it's all set around movies as well. I like it. I think that's strong. So they're a couple now, I suppose. They're a couple. It's 20, 25 years later. Um, she has become a movie producer, exec, writer. Uh, and she has written and produced this new movie called Notting Hill or whatever it's called. 
Should it not be that he's the writer, given that he was he owns a bookshop? He's a horse. I'd say he's involved. He's not a passenger. He's become That's involved in the movie, movie industry in some way that makes sense. So I suppose he's, right. he's written the true to life story. Because My story by. What's his name? William William Thacker. Thacker. Because he owns a fucking bookshop, now he's a writer. Well, but, I, 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 and, and, he, and he was a uh, horse and hound. hounds... Um, fake writer. Fake writer. Fakes it for a yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fake it till you make it. I'm, now, in. I'm in. Yeah, he's got in the, the original, he fakes it, and now he's made it. He's got the connections now. I think that's reasonable. He's written, he's written the movie to this big new Hollywood version, which is pretty shit, and she's produced it. Anna Scott, now big shot producer, has produced the movie, and they're at the world premiere. Pull out, uh, all the crowds go absolutely wild for her. She's now pulled up back into the limelight. Everyone's obsessed by her. Um, and she's been kind of out of the game for 25 years. And she's kind of brought back into that Hollywood glitz glam of it all. And that's probably what causes the, you know, the, the, the uh the friction in the relationship which the film needs to have in order to be a romantic comedy again i reckon the um they like this is her comeback shot so she's on the ropes but she's got like you know what i mean so her career's she's actually got yeah her, you know she's been whatever they she's been listening to fucking ronan keating reading in the fucking <laughs> garden she's thrown it all away and now <laughs> she's back trying to like get a career back on track with this perfect storm movie yeah. like right about what you know and so it's it, there's more there's something riding on it for him. yeah that's something we should so Ronan Keating has to come back as well because you say your best when you say nothing I, that used to be one of my favourite songs what? it was I can confirm <laughs> no, having grown up with John I can confirm that is legit that is true he listens to that song he used so, to put it on repeat I, well I, I recorded it I recorded it off the radio onto cassette it used to be like to the end and then start the song again like I'm not not even joking on repeat the touch of your hand let's oh that you need <laughs> so you're wondering is this relevant to the story uh, well, it's, well, it's a nice story what I'm wondering is what's the romantic comedy element in this uh, like so what's the romance that's happening in this film so I think I think uh, let's let's say the actor from the movie uh, as in the, the in-world movie version of the true story, is incredibly good-looking, mega hot shot, uh, meets producer Anna Scott, puts the, uh, puts the charm on, you know, she, she starts thinking, oh, hey, I like the glitz, I like the glam, I like this guy, he's incredibly young and good-looking. And then a sort of a rift in their relationship happens because she starts to get very close yeah. to the act, the, 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 the on-screen version of him. He's, he's the more perfect version of him. He's threatened. He's, threatened he's by desperately that. threatened. Yeah. He starts getting paranoid. Yeah, uh, so he gets upset. She says, that's that. Why can't you let me have a career? He says, well, that's not about that. And they have a big argument. And then it happens at the wrong time. Cause actually this guy does want to get into her knickers and, and puts on the charm. She falls for it. Big rift because paparazzi get the photos of them together. He sees that on the front page of the sun. <laughs> it's all exploding, and they need Fucking to they, they need to get. This is a round of applause. That's your opening, right? The premiere. We watch it and we're like, oh my god, this is so much fun because we're watching the film within a film within a film. And then there's the after party. Boom, goes south. Paps see them fighting. Like, you know, there's trouble in Ooh, paradise. Like like and that. so we, what we thought was a, a fairy tale opening is actually 
you know, turns turns sour and she's like they're blaming each other for the yeah. failure of the movie. Uh, and, and I wonder if the actual catalyst, the, the, just a single moment, like the cinematic moment could be that when, so she's kind of, um, um, going bored or, uh, she thinks her relationship with Will at this point, uh, who Grant's character has kind of become a bit kind of boring and, and stayed. And when she sees the new actor playing him so well on screen, like the young him, she sees that and remembers and falls back in love with the same person that she kind of fall, fell back yeah, in love. Like yeah, she remembers yeah, what he right. used to be like. And then he sees that through it's all the too new close actor. to home and it sort of fuels her. Studio. I think this is a good, but they need a bigger pull, suggesting in the life between now and when we first saw Anna Scott, they've had a kid, they've settled down, and there's the pull. Yeah, There's a young child in this, and now this is her big chance. He doesn't want to go back because they're losing this perfect marriage, but she feels compelled to go back. Child might give a bit more of a heart-wrenching... What, the divide between them, you mean? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 fine. So we've got the child, so played by what? How old are we talking? Uh, a child. A child? child? A child. Okay, yeah. fine. So we don't worry about casting that unless mm. it's fucking what? Anakin Skywalker from Phantom Menace or something. <laughs> still, still, still that big. Oh, has he grown up? So, oh, no, no. I meant the uh, Sixth Sense lad. Have that kid uh, from Hereditary. Hayley <laughs> Joel um, Choppy was, yeah. Hayley Joel kid, Choppy um, That girl from Hereditary. <laughs> weird, looking, weird looking girl from Hereditary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, I like that. Um, so she's getting pulled back into the, the glitz and glamour. Meanwhile, we've got Hugh Grant. They split up. He goes back to Notting Hill. Spike is running the bookshop now and it's fucking chaos and it's all like just shitty books. But and loads all. of charm. But loads yeah, of yeah. so much charm. But yeah. it's but he's like, yeah. oh, what are you doing to my shop? But, but it's yeah. still doing quite well because... Tourists, just like in real life, know that as the place where these two people got together. So, so loads of tourists are still there, like buying books, taking they've photos. Had like, yeah, they've had like, like a Chandler and Jerry relationship where he's like, I know you're fucking fucking this up, but I've been so rich in Hollywood that I've just sort of let you do yeah, it. Yeah, you can now, have a but, nice little joke about him selling like a first edition for 99p by accident. Great, or great joke. Yeah, great, yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 definitely. He's wearing wetsuit, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's wearing wetsuit, yeah. Um... Okay, and then she's keeping... And so they split up at this point. Hugh Grant's back in Notting Hill. Like, oh, I'm back with Spike. Oh, man, I fucked it. And she is being attracted by the movies. And I like the idea of Alec Baldwin coming back. The the, the sort of the ex. Yeah. He's in it somewhere. It's the menace. Yeah, like now... Well, he, he can now be a big shot movie producer who says, come back into Hollywood, let me put you under my wing. He's won Best uh, Picture, like, the last three years running. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but so not in a romantic sense. If, she, if she's attracted to younger person playing no, young she, She's Will. only attracted to the, the, you know, to getting a career back on track, but we know that Baldwin is a threat and he wants her, and that's mm-hmm. why he's doing mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he goes back with all his mates and he's like, oh man, London's shit. It's divided. And like, you know, London's good, but the whole country's turned to shit post-Brexit bollocks. But the country sort of, and all his friends unite to give him the strength to get back there and, you know, win it back. In many ways, the original was a film selling Britain to Americans. This is a film selling Britain back to Britain. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that's strong. 
I like it. That is very good. Yeah. Okay, like so that. so studio interested. This is this is good. If we get this right, they're saying this could be a really good hit for the summer as well as a big brand to rejuvenate Britain. So no. Having no said that, I will, I will just jump in and say, like, we're doing the classic thing of saying a London bubble-based, London bubble story with London bubble people is going to absolutely save the entire nation like everyone living in the fucking North of England. Yeah, but I think it isn't, but it's, couldn't we make that as part of a satirical point that the, the film is about London-based people thinking that that's what's happening, but actually they're deluded. Well, I think a way of like just to re- I think that's true but I think a way of strengthening it would be like to somehow branch out like we go mm. to his family outside of in London Scotland. Manchester or Scotland yeah yeah, no, yeah like but yeah exactly somewhere that feels like Manchester or Scotland Manchester or Scotland <laughs> one of the two one of the two like guys <laughs> <laughs> Manchester or Scotland yep yep <laughs> <laughs> only those though um, and you know, th- through that we sort of loop in the people outside of London that might be feeling like they're left behind it. Okay, okay, so it's quite a political movie then. Well, Curry's the been saying that. Yeah. I think that's the, well, I think the, the original intention. Is, it is anyway. I think the original has an undertone. You can't get away from the fact of what it is. Like it sums up so perfectly an idea of Britain at the peak of Tony Blair. It kind of is a political film, unwillingly, even if it doesn't yeah. know that it is, it's marketed yeah. as such. Well, it's become that as a time capsule, sort of like where it exists, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's it's clever. Yeah, I like it. Okay, great. So, studio are in this. You've got the backing so far. Cast, talk to me. Who's back? Grant, Roberts. Iffins. Iffins, Baldwin. All of the originals, so um, Tim McKinnery, uh, Hugh Bonneville. Who is playing the lead here? Who's playing the, the, the William Thackeray 2? Who does she fall oh, in love with? Oh, the version. Uh, okay. So this is a young American. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, it's got to be. I, irresistible. He is I irresistible. Thought, um, he is irresistible jump, to me. What's the Jump Street guy called? Channing Tatum. Oh, Tatum's Tatum. good. Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tatum. He's yeah. a bit too buff, isn't he? A bit too... Yeah, but it's got to be ridiculous. It's got to be the, yeah, yeah. Like the, the better version. And he'll be doing a shitty British accent as well. And <laughs> really, with like fake bad teeth. And you can see him being nice to Will, but being a complete moron. So be like, hey man, how's it going? How's I mean, it if going? we're going to get Channing Tatum, why don't we just get The Rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to be playing Anna, young Anna in the film? Well, that sh- that's a smaller cameo because they become less of a character going forward. However, if it's say, who are we going for, Gosling or uh, Tatum? I think Gosling. Gosling would be my. Uh, He'd be more suave. Yeah. Yeah. Think you'd be more suave. Emma Stone's strong, isn't she? Oh yeah, that's a, and that's a lovely oh. little nod towards all the films they've done. Well, the two films the that two, they've done yeah. together. <laughs> two brilliant films. Yeah, though. yeah. I think that's great. That's a lovely. Oh. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm absolutely there. love it. Oh, he's in. Fantastic. Like what about uh new... who's directing the fake movie? Well, before we get there, is there a Good Hugh question. Grant interest while he's away from Anna Scott female comes into his life at all? Yeah, because maybe he has he maybe he needs well. yeah, tempted but then pulled back towards yeah, towards maybe, what, maybe. what he really wants at so, the end. Mate, perhaps it's like an ex-lover that that is grounded in Kelly British Brooke. reality. Has <laughs> never, who has never. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> mate, Kelly Brook, come on, man. You know who I was going to say, and here I've got it, and she is probably quite a lot younger than him. But you want to go hot? You want to go? You want to go hot? Property, Wallabridge, Phoebe Wallabridge. She plays the fucking new love interest. Show. Probably gets a writing credit on it. 
Waller Bridge and Curtis. Probably Wright, gets a writing credit. That is, that is beautiful. Whoa, that's that's it, isn't it? Powerful. That is powerful. Is the right word. Suddenly it's being made, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, <laughs> that's a fantastic idea. She plays the sort of down to earth, right, more, more artistic sort of, um, you know, sensible, uh, grounded British person yeah. uh, that's real. Yeah, you know, there's ju- no Hollywood to yeah, yeah. her. There's ju- nothing. Juxtaposed with the, with the her- wildness of Julia Roberts. Exactly. Yeah, you're bringing her wit, like pure wit and fun and just down, like real. Like you just said, real. Yeah. And suddenly you're thinking, huh, maybe that'd be tempting. Oh, God. But eventually she gets with Spike. That's how you get everyone happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has to end. It has to end very positively. And, Sp- and the actress who played Spike's love interest, she sat the Vicar of Dibley. Girl, Honey she, Chambers. She, she passed Honey, away. Chambers, she sadly died, right? So mm. maybe this is okay. So this is when you you pay tribute to that by when you see Spike Reesefens, he's he's mourning her. She's died in the film as well, and so you you get through all that. And it's really painful. And it's horrible. But Wallabridge and him eventually become a couple and like you know there's hope yeah he's hopeful. mourning so much that every day he wears a morning suit that's his new outfit every <laughs> <Yeah>. single day <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my morning suit you can see that you yeah, can see yeah, him yeah. making that joke <laughs> i'm in my morning suit as he walks down guys the, the studio they're, they're excited all right this has been the first time they surprised. are absolutely excited i told you Who, we were the right people for this <laughs> <laughs> who's directing it Directing, well, yeah, Roger Michelle, he's not really uh, the guy now. It's got to be Ron Howard, film within a film, Ron Howard. Ron Howard's just a bankable... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. (laughs) John's gone straight to the film within the film version. No, who's directing this? Our sequel. But I agree, Ron Howard is a great choice. (laughs) (laughs) So Ron Howard's got a cameo directing the movie version of the original Notting Hill at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone got a name for that yet? There's got to be something like... Uh, London film. Story. Paddington. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the film that they're making is called Notting Hill. Well, do we really go that, that much with it? Okay, London Story you went for. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Something, something really sellable to the US market, you know. Like Literal. A, London Bridge. London Bridge. Big Ben. Done. Big Ben, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and rename him Ben. It's got to have a. It's got to have a. It's got, yeah, it's got rename a, Will's Will Bill Ben. That'll do. Big Ben, Big I Ben, like directed it, yeah. by Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, Big Ben, directed by Ron Howard. Okay, so who's directing? So that's the in film version done. Big uh, ben. In terms of the, the in terms of the actual sequel. Um, Roger Michelle, he did the, um, is it Morning Glory, that Harrison Ford like, so he he still occasionally does a film, I'm not saying this is a selling point, saying he's still working. I'm the director of Morning Glory. (laughs) All right, all right. Just, um, so I, who would do it now? What about um, the guy who did uh, Last Christmas and Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters and stuff? Feig. What about him? He's pretty out there now. He's He's a bit American. I think it has you know, not being... No, you're fun, right. Not being funny. No, you're yeah. right. Stu- I think you have to go British and I yeah. think you probably have to go Danny Boyle. Boyle? Who you go Danny Boyle? Studio would like to pitch Armando Iannucci. <laughs> yes, he'll do it. Yeah, he'll he, love he'd, be, he'd be like, yeah, I'm, I've decided now to sell out. (laughs) (laughs) After all the success and all the critical acclaim, I've got all the money, I've got the reputation that I need, I'll probably just sell out at this point. Finally, I'm a movie maker in my own right. (laughs) Give me that bullshit. (laughs) Who's here? Who's my star? 
Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, amazing. What's he done recently? <laughs> Sodo. Having said that, um, Coogan would probably be in addition to this cast somewhere. Mm, yeah, that's nice. Very much um, so. Anyway, moving on. So, so, so titles. <sighs> so we agree Danny Boyle's making this film, right? It's a good well, m- I don't... The the studio, I wouldn't like that, Danny Boyle, but that. since he's done yesterday... Did you watch yesterday? I've seen it. I fucking loved it. Did you? I absolutely... I've already watched it three times. Absolutely loved it. I think he's perfect for this. I did not love that film. I, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. I'm probably the only person. Studio are happy. <laughs> studio happy with Danny Boyle. His trajectory is still good. It's solid for this film. What's it called? Okay, so uh, title Notting Hill 2. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Number two, Notting Hill. On the door. On the door. Number two. You see the poster is the little two. Well, number two on the got, door, definitely... the same colour and everything, and yeah, you've got your marketing uh, out there. Uh, I think you have to bring in like another city, like to make to make good of like the Notting Hill two bit. So it's a number two, but it's actually TA. So it's like Notting Hill two, Los Angeles. Yeah, but we're not we're not we're not, we're not basic. Okay, some, yeah, of it, some of it sounds like it's set in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, but, but like wherever Julia Roberts like heartthrob lives, and then she's going over there to like spend time with him or whatever in you know Notting Hill to Los Angeles, like Notting Hill, Hill to Notting New Hill, York, Beverly Hills. Studio are yeah. concerned that this is supposed to be the big British marketing film that you're marketing yeah, it's out be of. British. A, of okay, English. well, like with Notting Hill to Manchester or Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> This train terminates at Notting Hill. This train Gate. terminates at London Bridge. London Bridge, Notting Hill. Not, what's the station? Notting Hill Gate. Notting Hill Gate is a tube station, yeah. Move down the road. Or, okay, Notting Hill to... Marble Arch. It's hard, isn't it? Because it... <laughs> I think number two, Notting Hill's pretty good. I like that. But then you've got to call it number two first, like, as it's... You, you, this is what you do. What's the name of the bookshop? What about, what about just two Notting Hill? Yeah, two Notting Hill was nice. It doesn't read. Great. It, doesn't it doesn't make doesn't, sense. Doesn't, but do Americans that, yeah, know that? Yeah. Like, yeah. But what's going to read as a movie title? The number two to Notting Hill. No, two Notting Hill. No, two mm. Notting Hill is a you know it's a street name like two. Well, that's what he was saying. Number two Notting Hill, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just, just get rid of the number. Just do two Notting Hill. Okay. Well, do, right. Working that, title. Working title. Two Notting Hill. Teasers. Just the number two on a, on on a blue door. <laughs> That really gives that's it away. Your video teaser. <laughs> yeah, look, Adore. I think, no, look, look, I think, I think, if you had Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, right? All it says is Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, with a number two on a blue door. He knows what he's talking about. That's definitely the poster. I'm sorry. It? Take my money. I'm there. I'm in. I know what it means. I'm there. I'm. I'm back. Yeah, that's good. Oh, oh how about? Reciffins full full shot poster and just a two has been tattooed onto his chest. Well, in the ba- in that bathroom, sort of. <laughs> set you probably would buy into that as well. Actually, I've cracked it. Right, okay. The first poster for, for the first movie was him walking past a big billboard with her face on it. Right, this time it's him walking past a big billboard with her and uh, who are we saying is Ryan Gosling up up there in you know in a movie together. You're looking at a, a slightly revamped version. It's a digital poster, not an actual billboard this time. I think time. poster is probably... <laughs> Ryan Gosling, even if he's only in it for 20 seconds, Ryan Gosling for me just... I love Ryan Gosling. Like, it's got to be in it. Got to be in a poster. Oh, someone's lost it. Yeah. yeah. Went down a bit of a... Yeah, no, went down a rabbit, rabbit hole. hole right? your, uh, 
Gosling's on the poster. He's oh, up there. Okay. He's up there on the poster with Julia Roberts, with Anna Scott, and you've got the little names, Anna Scott. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and you really up play there. up to the fact that it's that a movie within a movie. Yeah, filmed by Ron. Howard. Um, filmed by Ron Ron Howard. <laughs> Um, I think that's lovely. Yeah, okay, yeah. I like that's, it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's as simple as well, it needs to be. I think really, realistically, studio probably wants it to be called Notting Hill 2 with a little something. That it needs it. to be literal, they feel. But at this moment in time, they're considering really backing this. But it all depends on the pitch. And they're looking at you, Joe, and they want the pitch. Okay, right. You're I up, mate. Go, I can go for it. So we're back 25 years later. They've had a lovely life up until... Their life has been a montage up until this moment. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe there is... The film features a little montage of the 20 years that they've had happily married. Yeah, but, just like but, postcards and but stuff. But slowly growing apart. With the Ed she, Sheeran cover of... The touch of your hand. Yes, oh, no. Yeah, Sheeran's definitely doing the, the soundtrack. Oh, my God. Like that or... She may be the... Whatever it is. Elvis Costello. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> so... Where was I? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's my fault. Okay. 25 so, years later. 25, 25 years later. Montage. years later. Montage. They've been happily married for a very long time. They're slowly growing, apo- growing apart because she uh, slightly misses the glitz and the glam of Hollywood. He slightly misses not getting, you know, paparazzi every time he goes to buy some milk. That's all told in a little montage. Uh, this culminates in her uh, want giving having a chance to get back into movie making where she is the producer of the true life story written by him as a Hollywood script, which he never really wanted to write, but she's convinced him to write the Hollywood version of this perfect story of their lives. It's told on the big screen to a huge success, produced by Alec Baldwin, starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Directed by? Directed by Ron Howard in a movie called... Big Ben. Big Ben, and <laughs> which is perfectly packaged for the US audience. In that, she is thrown back into the world of glitz, glamour, Hollywood, because she's, she's on the red carpet again. She's thinking, oh, maybe I do miss this world. And then in comes Ryan Gosling, who's like, hey, maybe, hey, girl, maybe you do miss this world. I'm here for you. Let's, let's, you know, I can, I can help you get back into Hollywood. She then goes off doing her thing. He's then at home in London, feeling a little bit down, meets bookshop owner slash writer slash artistic person played by Phoebe Wallabridge who's just charming and fun and nice they're both conflicted in these two different worlds and somehow their worlds have to collide back together and they, then there's a, a big sweeping romance about how they get back together again ta-da very good good I job mean, mate I was sold uh, it's got Ryan Gosling and he says hey girl <laughs> studio hey girl <laughs> Yeah, the film's a bit meta, so he can say Hager. Hey, oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Studio are in. You've got it. It's getting made. Well, well done. done. Well done. Man. That, yeah, is, that is a five-star yeah. pitch. Well done. Yeah. And, the, and the music feature, yeah, the music is a, a, a reworking of You Say It Best, but done by Ed Sheeran. And I'd be, yeah, I'd be flabbergasted if it wasn't Ed Joe, Sheeran. Joe, You Say It Best. That was it. You've been listening to our pitch for Notting Hill 2. That was a five-star movie, but we'd appreciate if you give this one five stars as well. Give us your comments. Subscribe, 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 and uh, catch us next time. Cheers. <laughs>